Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Geo Bears After Dark with an all-new intro with some sweet graphics, including our guy Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Make sure you sign up for DraftKings and use the code CHGO when you sign up. I am your host, the big guns. Corey Wooten knows what's up on these. Come on now. You ain't got nothing. Corey <laughs> showed up with the jersey flex, so me and me and Mark had to put our jerseys on here and and flex it out. Oh, hey, come on now. Moving. You might got the pipes now. Come on now. But we got, we got, hey, I got the bricklayer shoulders. Hey, so we're going to do it up. You, you rolling out about 13s, bro. I had those in about <laughs> sixth grade, dude. Come on, bro. Come hey, on, man. We're working on it. We're working on things here. We're working on things. So Mark Carmen's going to join us here tonight. We appreciate him jumping in with the assist all day long. A Michael Jordan assist behind the back. I mean, I, I, it's been a long time since I've I've done Bears After Dark, now Bragg's After Dark, but I, I miss my <laughs> woot. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I was expected to be busy tonight, but, you know, I got kicked out of tennis class. So I, I, I figured I would just hang out with you all. That's the way it is. I'm kind of, I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed. Yeah, my guy, but that's all right. I'm, I'm here. So, and, and uh, We were going to touch on this at the end of the show, but we might as well get it out of the way now. Why were you kicked out of tennis class? What did you do? Well, uh, you know, this is a four or five tennis class, and, and, the, and the professor of this class somehow thinks that I am not that level. And, and from the entire time that I was out there, he was basically badgering me on my abilities. And I said, dude, everyone in this class, I'll match up against any single one of them. I'm going to beat them. <laughs> But, you know, something when I when I haven't, you know, when I first step on the court, I, had, I you know, I was out with COVID. I, it, I, I need a second to find my rhythm like it. I, I don't I don't have it instantly. So if you if you split the court in half and ask me to hit the ball straight down the, every single time, it's, it's just not going to be there instantly. So and then when you badger me on it, then I then and this is on me. But then my then, then my head gets in there, too. And now I want to kill you and the ball and everything. And I'm, and I'm struggling to find the rhythm. And then at that point, I'm not having a good time. And at that point, I was oh, like, you know boy. what? This ain't for me. Dang, so, Pre Preston's right. This is sounding like some Chase Claypool stuff going on here. Are you not coachable? Oh, 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 oh. What's going on here? 
Well, it, it's it's not. If I, I wasn't getting any coaching points, if it was <laughs> hey out in front or or whatever you know whatever could whatever he was seeing that was causing me to fly some balls, that would have been different. This was just a you suck. And if that's how Eberflus coached Claypool, then he should be fired too. But I don't think that's how the Flus went you, about what his you, business. What are you what are you hearing here, Corey? Because I don't know. These are mixed signals here. Uh, I think we're hearing uh, Carm Claypool, and uh, you got to get traded, okay? You got to get traded. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked up. And Mark Kazek in the chat, Green Bay just kicked off here with the Raiders. Fuck Green Bay all day long. We're not afraid to say that here on Bears After Dark. Uh, so we're going to get right into it. You know, the last few weeks we've talked a lot ad nauseum. I mean, the first since the start of the season, we have talked ad nauseum as what is wrong with the Chicago Bears. What is not, who's to blame, you know, end of the game against Denver. Well, now Thursday night comes around bears, get a huge win 40 to 20. Justin Fields continues what he left off in the Broncos game. Now stacks two games in a row where he really shows who he is. And Corey, to your credit, you know, there's been other people out there that have had their back, but everybody's kind of sitting on the fence saying they don't know what's going on. And Corey, to your credit, you always had 10 toes down saying Justin Fields is not the problem here. The coaching needs to get their shit together and a lot of comments coming your way. You may not read them, but I read them and everybody's saying this, that, and the other Corey, here's your floor for the, I told you so tour. Yeah. The, the thing about it is the same thing happened last year, right? Justin Fields couldn't play the first five weeks of the season. The offense looked awful. He looked terrible. And then all of a sudden, when Luke gets, he changed the game planning, and they got him on the move more. So, but the thing is, these past two games are the best we've seen Justin Fields as a passer. He looks comfortable. He looks confident, right? And then all of a sudden, Claypool's out of the picture, and then all of a sudden, the team chemistry is better. So Luke Getze did a great job game planning, right? He got Justin Fields confident with, with the first couple of drives, and I think that's key to Justin Fields' success is getting him confident early. And that's what he's been able to do the past couple games. And 617 yards combined, eight touchdowns, one interception. For anybody that's saying he can't play, he showed the past two weeks that he could play up there with some of the best. And people say, oh, well, the Broncos, they had a 70-burger on them. Listen, this is the NFL team. They get paid, too. They have guys, right? Just like the commanders. People say, oh, they're not that good. They've been in every game down to the wire, right? Didn't they play Philly down to the wire? Um, so th this is a team that can play. Um and they had arguably, they have arguably one of the best defensive lines in the game when you talk about Sweat, Chase Young, uh, Pay, um, Allen, right? All these guys that can play. And think about it, Tevin Jenkins coming back. All of a sudden, that reinvigorated that offensive line. He looked really good in there. And stuff is just starting to click. So for anybody that's doubting Justin Fields, if he's that guy, it wouldn't matter if Caleb, Fields come, or Caleb Williams comes in next year. The thing is, it's all about coaching. Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future of the Chicago Bears. He is a franchise quarterback, and I think they'd be stupid to let him go. They just need to build this team around him, continue, continue drafting maybe another left tackle, a permanent left tackle situation, and then really revamp that defensive line. But he can play. He's shown it. He's proved it. And he's been arguably one of the best quarterbacks the past two weeks. Well, let me ask you a question on uh, one part of what you just said. The Commanders played a tight game with the Eagles, losing an OT, 38-31. I probably need to double-check that, but I think I'm right on the score. Whatever. It's a very tight game on Sunday. The Bears lose this horrendous game to Denver. 
How much do you think that played into Thursday night? Like, here's Washington, put everything in there, playing the Super Bowl champions, doesn't work out, short week, you're licking your wounds, here come the lowly Bears, haven't won a game, you're you're not as up for it as you were for the Philly game, whereas, like, the Bears are coming in, and to, to Flus's credit and their credit, like, needing to get a win, like, almost like every game is a Super Bowl. Like, how, how, on a short week, how much do you think – that played into a 40 to 20 final. I, I, I honest, honestly don't think very much because think about it, right? Justin Fields was coming off arguably his best performance as a pro player, right? The week before in Denver. I think everybody noticed like, wow, this dude was playing some ball over there. So I think especially from the defensive line, defensive standpoint, they were like, okay, we got to bring our A game because he's probably going to run the ball a little bit more. We saw him get on the move a little bit. So I think they were really prepared for this game. Because that's kind of like a trap game for them. Bears coming off their best performance. Justin Fields getting confident. So I think they were ready to go. I think this just shows the coaching. They made adjustments from last week to this week. Um, especially defensively. I think that was the biggest thing. That's that's the, the biggest difference. Because all the secondary being banged up, right? Getting no pressure at times. And they were able to get, I believe, four sacks in this game for, for the Bears defensive front. That's huge right there. So I think the Bears just came to play, right? I, every game people are ready to play. I just think the Bears, you know, they out, out, out game plan, they outplayed, outcoached, everything So across the board. So I think this is what we thought the Bears could do, right? We're finally seeing that come to fruition. And it sucks that they, they started out, you know, 0-4. Um, I would have I liked them to be a little bit more even and, and more balanced with the record. But it is what it is. At this point, all you can do is go forward. And I think everybody's excited about the progress, definitely offensively. I think defensively they showed that they can generate pressure, bringing some blitzes, coverage uh, tightening up a little bit, allowing them to hold the football. So I was pleased with what I saw in a big stage on Thursday Night Football. You're on mute. We got, we got a $10 super chat here from Larry Strickland. Imagine if Justin Fields had the same run passing this year like he had rushing last year. And that is one of the things that's really stuck out here in these last two games. When they adjust, when Luke Getze adjusted last year and he broke out, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it was him having these dynamic 60, 70 yard touchdowns that were just unbelievable highlight real plays. This year, everything is behind the line of scrimmage. It really feels like, like as much as you say, and 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 I totally understand where you're coming from with the coaching not putting him in the best spot, it also feels like the game has completely slowed down for him. It really doesn't feel like, you know, they, they have gone into pistol a little more. They've done a few different things from an offensive schematic standpoint, but at the same time, it's not like they just converted back to nothing but QB designed runs and, and building the offense around him running the football. It, it really does feel like this year's adjustment is a lot different from last year's adjustment. And I, I think the biggest thing, uh, real quick, Carm, so is, is the rhythm of the passing game. Early on in the game, that's what we see. One, two, three, get the ball out, right? And then all of a sudden, as the game goes on and he gets confident with those rhythm timing throws, one, two, three, and then all of a sudden hit that first route. We see him looking the defense off and then opening receivers coming back to the other side. So that's where we see growth, right? Everyone talking about Justin Fields can't read coverages. He locks on receivers. What we see in the past two weeks is a guy that's looking off defenders, 
baiting them to go one way and then throwing it back the other way. So I think that's growth and I think that's progress. But what Luke Getzey did in that Denver game was after that first drive, he started out with some more rhythm throws. And then that got Justin Fields confident. Then they got him on the move a little bit, some boots, some sprint outs. And that's what you see with Justin Fields. So anybody that says that he can't pass the ball, he can't read defenses, he showed the past two weeks he could do that. I think it all came to him just getting confident, right? And people don't realize how crucial uh, at any level, college, especially the pros, if you are confident, right, you will play well. You're more likely to play well. If you're not confident, what we saw, we saw Justin Fields start out in that Green Bay game in the first half looking pretty confident as a passer. Second half didn't. Tampa Bay game, not so much. Next game, not so much. And then all of a sudden, we see him get confident in that Denver game. And it was because of uh, – of, of so that, that's, that's what we see the biggest difference. So I think Justin Fields proved uh, to a lot of people that he could pass um, and, and be able to read defenses. You know, speaking of that coaching point, it's important when guys aren't going well to 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 be positive rather than tell them they don't belong in the class, like what happened to me uh, tonight with with Hector. Uh, and and I appreciate Woods. Can you hear us, Wood? You look a little like you. Uh oh, yeah. Corey's have a having a little little headset issue, I think, right now as he's looking around. But uh, I can hear you, and that's what counts. Th- thank, thank you, Gregory. Um, We'll give a thumbs up when you're there. He can't hear. Okay, no problem. Jump uh, out, jump back in. Jump out, jump back in. There we go. Okay, there <laughs> we go. What do you, what's your understanding, Gregory? I'll ask you this question, and, and as I was going to ask Woot. How do you think the light went on for the Getsy? Something happened. I don't know if he – I don't think he'll ever tell you exactly what went down – but there was some light bulb that clicked in between game three and four. And it just seems like he settled into where he's at. I think the amount of heat that was on him, I think he maybe took it personally. And I think they rationally looked at what was happening and they made logical adjustments. And and I give him credit for it. But there is some, I, I, I'd like to, I wonder if he will underline this week. Um, you know, just his progression this year with the offense and how he's, you know, seemed to settle into getting this team, you know, pointed in the right direction once again. He did it last year and he's done it again. We'll see how long it lasts. Hopefully it'll last for the rest of the season. Well, I, yeah, I think part of it is what Corey has been preaching here on these last few after darks, and that's they're simplifying the offense to an extent. Get him one, two read, if not take off. But I, I, I don't even want to, put it all on that because I think that that discredits Justin for what he's been doing because he is reading the field. It just so happens that the first and second read are open more times than not here in these last two games. So I also think a part of it is it didn't hurt to play the Denver Broncos, you know, a couple weeks ago. They're one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in football. And sometimes it just helps to see it, right? We're wearing basketball jerseys right now. How many times have you played or, or watched, you know, you know, the bulls or whoever your favorite college team. And sometimes it just helps to see the ball go in. How many times did they say when a, when a shooter was struggling, get to the free throw line, just to see the ball go in a couple times. And then after that, then you get into a rhythm and they just had no space to breathe the first three weeks, especially in Kansas city, no margin of error. 
And when they got against Denver, they had an opportunity to move the ball, get going a little bit, find a little momentum, a little bit of confidence. And then that snowball effect takes place. And I've always said from the start of the season, it felt less of an X's and O's problem for Justin Fields than it did a confidence issue for Justin, because there were just things going on the first three games that were indescribable as far as him not seeing a guy wide open right on right in front of his face. And you can explain away, oh, that was his third read or four. It doesn't matter. D DJ Moore standing in the middle of the field clapping, right? And he's looking right in his direction. So those are things I think that pointed to everything was just moving too fast. And it he just needed to be able to exhale a little bit. And Denver, I think, gave him that opportunity. I also think the the what they gave him looks wise with Denver's secondary helped him. They got out of zone. Sometimes they played man coverage that played into Justin's hands that got him into a rhythm. And now he's carried that over into the Washington game. And so I just think they're in a rhythm. They have confidence and now they're getting back to water is finding its level. Finally is basically to me, the, the, the simple answer to it. Okay. Uh, that was a long-winded... Um, well, it's never going to be as bad as it was the first three weeks, but it may not be as great as it has been the last two weeks. So basically, you're you're underlining that a couple minor adjustments, but in essence, Justin has had some success, and now we got a snowball situation going on, right? Yeah, Am it's, I hearing com that right? it's confidence. Okay, okay. But you wouldn't say that he was an un... that he, has, he was a dude that lacked confidence, right? Like, I'm trying yes, to... Yes, I think the first three weeks, I think... The confidence that I was think skittish. I, I would say he was skittish. I think he was, I think him and the whole offense was demoralized that you could feel it. The energy we heard it from people that were standing on the sidelines for these games, talking about how they were checked out because it's just a mental thing. You just, you get so it's human nature to be frustrated and you could feel that frustration even through the TV. You don't even have to be standing on the sidelines to see this. You could yeah, but, see it. But but hold hold on. They they've done some things that that have blatantly that are they're they're different. He, <laughs> well, the the most obvious one is the tush push. They've they spent but he, but three he, weeks doing the dumbest shit possible on fourth and short but, and and. But, but that's but I'm not talking about the tush push because that that's just like an execution fourth down and one thing. They they started running him more. They they started running the ball more. They they early in the game he 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 did like really basic things like that I thought made a whole lot of sense in the first two games. Robert Tunyon didn't have a catch. I'm like, is this guy ever going to catch the football? I mean, he's had a pretty. I'm not saying he's an elite tight end, but he wasn't a guy that doesn't catch the ball in Green Bay. Can he catch the ball in Chicago? Okay. Here we go. Nice, easy, get Tunyon involved, simple plays. So there was – I do think that Getze and company deserve a lot of credit for simplifying, taking this is what we do well, let's put Justin in a position to succeed, this is where we're at, this is what we need to do, let's build his confidence, let's, let's make things a little bit easier, and let's go from there. I, I think they – I think they – you know, it, I think it took them – Maybe they were a little too tall coming into the season, but they've adjusted and they should they 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 adjusted well enough that they should be sitting here at two and three. They just blew the Denver game. 
they they did things that they and and part of it is on them. The bootleg that went awry uh, is is on the coaching staff. Justin had no chance on that play. That play doesn't happen. Bears win the football game. Now, I I do think we get a little too. You shouldn't have called that play. It's your fault. That's why we lost. Here comes Woot. I think that is like not. There is not any team in the NFL whose offensive coordinator is calling a perfect game each week. Sometimes you are going to put your players in a position where it's going to be difficult to succeed. I'm not saying that Justin is, you know, should have gotten out of the, I'm talking about like they should have won the Denver game boot and everyone's like, well, I mean, and I, and I just said like, if, if, if you didn't call the, the boot where he ends up fumbling the football and they end up scoring a touchdown, you don't call that they win the game, but the, you know, the, it, it, it also doesn't necessarily mean that like all of it is on the coaching staff. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. you, you're, you're going to make a mistake as a coach and, and the player in this particular situation, Justin should have just eaten it, taken the sack and, and, and gotten out of there. There's the timer. And that means that go get your chicken. The vegetables are done. <laughs> the chicken's on the way. Woot your back. I'd like to, you can comment to Braggs and I'll catch you up midway. I'll be back in 22 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Essentially uh, what we were talking about is he asked me like, why do I think the light came on? And and I, and I to me I think it boils as si- to the simplest form it came down to confidence the first three weeks because we can talk about the X's and O's and the schematic changes and I and I don't think they were that drastic I think they were minor schematic changes I really don't think they've done that much different I just think they're executing at a higher level and I think you know Chase Clay pulling being out might have something to do with that but I, the other point I made was that Denver. You know, playing a team like Denver, it, it's like like we're in, from a basketball standpoint. When you're not making your shots, get to the free throw line and see if see a, see a couple balls go in the net, and that gets you into a rhythm. And I feel like that's where they're at right now. The other aspect that I wanted to ask you about, and we've never really touched on this either, as I mute Carm's uh, mic, I should just take him off the screen. The other aspect is, do you think that they should have gone harder in preseason? Because I think that's the other aspect of it. It almost feels like they came out so rusty or so, you know, not ready to play. And I get that's kind of the new era of the NFL that this is just how they handle the preseason because they're so timid about injuries. But I just also feel like a big part of this was they didn't have enough reps together. And now you're seeing the cultivation of those reps and, and, and the reward from it. Exactly. I, I think you, you see this across the board, not just from the bears, but football in general, right? The first three to four weeks, usually a lot of mistakes. Uh, offenses aren't looking as great. Look at Josh Allen, right? Who is a top five quarterback first game against the jets. He looked absolutely awful. Right. And there is definitely a correlation between not playing in the preseason and the slow starts because what, back when I played, um, you know, we, Starters would play, you know, uh, two series in the first game. You know, second game, you play maybe three series. Third game, you play the whole half, and it'd be kind of like your, your dress rehearsal before the season. And then the fourth game was strictly for, you know, all the bubble guys or, you know, practice squad guys, guys trying to make the team. Um, so you definitely see week one teams struggling as much just to get on the same page, the rhythm, the timing, especially offense, defense, missing a lot of tackles. Um, guys getting burnt deep, uh, just a lot of bad technique things. And I definitely think that's due to the lack of playing in preseason. So I get it, right? Guys are trying to stay healthy and most of the injuries happen in the preseason, but at some point, right? 
to, to be able to get in a rhythm and timing, um, you have to have live action going against other guys, right? Because in training camp, you're going against the same guys. So guys get know each other. Justin Fields knows how Stevenson plays. He knows how Jalen Johnson plays him. And it's you're getting different looks against different teams. So I think they need to play more in the preseason a little bit. You know, I, I don't think it should be anything more than it used to be. But I think you need at least one game where you play a half, you get the rhythm, you get the reps, you get the timing. Uh, so I think that is, and I, I, I people, I think people are underestimating um, the impact that removing Chase Claypool from this team, and pe- people sleep on that because one guy can really affect the locker room. They really can. Uh, one one guy just being negative, being this, that, and the other. All of a sudden, guys don't gel together, and. You know, when they when they uh, put him as inactive, a healthy scratch, all of a sudden everything starts going on all cylinders. Yep. And, and we talked about this, right? So uh, think about this, right? Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney really didn't do much in this past game, right? Uh, and then he went to Twitter and tweeted about DJ Moore, right? Like what he did was unbelievable. And I think that's just a mark of a good teammate, right? A guy that's not selfish, that wants to see his Claypool. Oh, man, he would have been pouting about this, this that, and the other. Yep. And, I think that's just very telling about the type of guys that they have in the locker room. And I think it was a good thing to get Claypool out of there. Let me let me ask you a question on that. He doesn't play hard in, in week one against Green Bay. He ends up playing in week two, scoring a touchdown. Put the got the Bears within you know one score. And Justin throws the interception. They lose the football game. Yada yada. Should he not have played in that game, Moon? Uh, which one? The in the in the, the Bucks game. Because some people think like, look. He, he, he embarrassed the Bears. He embarrassed himself. He embarrassed his family in week one. And, and Flus didn't make him inactive. Yep. And, I, I mean, I think that's like you can, you can say that. But the dude ended up, you know, playing his ass off the next week, scoring his lone touchdown as a Bear. I'm not sitting here trying to defend Chase Claypool, but that's what happened. But did they make a mistake in the locker room, despite the fact that he still played a halfway decent game? Well, I think – uh, based off what they gave up for him, I think they're like, hey, we got to try to make this work if we can and see. And then the following game, and he's just being lazy and blocking. And I told you guys this. I've, I saw him at the waste management. My man looks like a D-end or, or a tight end. There's no reason a 5'10", 180 defensive back should drive him back when he's blocking them. There, there's no way. He should be dumping guys on the sideline. He is. He looks like a tight end. So there's no reason. That's lack of effort. And same thing when he's going to get the ball. He's he's gotta he's gotta be better with that. I just think he thinks he's better than he is. He is a talented guy, but I think if he was just more humble, he worked, he put his head down and did what he's supposed to, he could be potentially a Pro Bowl player. But I think he thinks he's better than he is. He doesn't have to work. And you know, the thing about this league is it doesn't matter. You're always going against somebody that's better than you, right? So you have to elevate your game. And I think what he did, he really peaked his first year, and since then, he hasn't done much. And I think that first year you know, when he had Antonio Brown, you know, as, as the main guy, all the pressures on him, that's when he really flourished. And since then, he hasn't done much. So, you know, he was on a podcast with Brandon Marshall saying, oh, I'm the best receiver in the league. I know you're supposed to be confident in yourself, but, bro, what are you, what are you thinking? I, I don't understand that at all. Right. Earn so, it. Earn yeah. it. Before- he, he said he was going to have 1,400 yards, and they were all like, talk your shit, talk your shit. I would have looked at him like, dude, what planet are you living on? Like, I know. I 
I, I wish Shady McCoy was on that one. Like, I, I, Shady McCoy is funny because I feel like he's, he doesn't really know how to break down things, but he's funny in situations like that. We would have said, well, nah, bro, well, you're and, and, Right, and you see the podcast where they keep it real. Like, you've seen Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Ocho Cinco's like, I'm a Hall of Famer. And Shannon Sharp's like, no, you ain't. <laughs> like right. he didn't let him get, he didn't gas him up. He kept it real with him. And exactly. you know, sometimes you need to keep it real with a guy. Well, Sam- well Brent, Brandon could have been like, those are my numbers, dog. You're, you're not putting up what I do. I mean, that would, right. I would, that would have been one time, but Brandon could have flexed too. It, exactly. No, that, that, that's real true. But I, I think honestly, I think this is Claypool's probably last chance, right? I think McDaniel and them said, listen, you're a talented guy. I see the talent there, but th- there's no reason you should be, to this team, to that team, as big as you are, as strong as you are, as fast as you are, um, let, let, let's do this. So this could be a wake-up opportunity for him to really rewrite the ship in his career. Because um, I, I just think sometimes people need that that awakening. And I think he needs to be humbled a little bit. And I think hopefully this humbles him. Maybe it won't. Um, but I think he can, if, if he worked and he, he put it together, I think he could be a talented guy. But I just think the work ethic is not there. He's gotten away so long with just being so physically gifted. Um, you can do that in college. You could maybe you could maybe do that one year where you have arguably one of the best receivers to ever play in Antonio Brown on the other side of you. Um, but you, you can't do that on a consistent basis in, in this league with, with how good the defensive backs are nowadays. All right. Final question. Million-dollar question before we move on to our next topic before an ad break. Adam Hogue says I'm not allowed to talk about this, but Adam Hogue's not here. So – you know, when the, when the cat's away, the mice will play right now. The bears have the number one and the number two pick in the NFL draft. This is all the talk for bears fans. We can wait till the end of the season, all we want, but at the end of the day, it's a relevant conversation because right now the bears have the number one pick. You kind of alluded to it, but I want to put you on the spot. And I also want to put Mark on the spot. If the bears have the number one pick, is there any threshold that Justin Fields can surpass that they will not draft Caleb Williams. <sighs> um, I, for, for me, if, if, if I'm Ryan Poles, I think I've seen, I've seen what I, what I need to, if, if Fields continues this progress, like we've seen, right. I, I, I don't need Caleb Williams. I, I have my quarterback in here and I think you just need to build around him. Um, he's too talented. And there are teams that would be lining up to get Justin Fields, right? So people said, oh, he's Trubisky, he's this. Were people lining up for Mitchell Trubisky? No, okay? There are teams right now that would trade for Justin Fields. You know, he would help out a lot of teams right now. So if I am Ryan Poles, I am going defensive lineman, offensive lineman, or two defensive linemen with those first two picks. I am. Wait, 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 wait. Not Marvin Harrison Jr.? You, you 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 win the game up front. Why do you think Philly is so good, Braggs? Why do you think Philly is so good? Because of their trenches. Exactly, right? What Jalen Hurts, right? He's got a clean pocket. He's got he's got beasts on both sides. He's got Kelsey in the middle. He's got good guards defensively. They got four guys with double digit sacks in there. That's how you win championships, right? How do you think the Giants beat Tom Brady? It wasn't because of Eli Manning. Yeah, they got the lucky helmet catch. But why was it? Because Michael Strahan, Osio Minora, Justin Tuck, Matthias Kiwanuka, Dave Tollison, all those guys. They were, they were going in. The, and then the same thing in 11 with Jason Pierre-Paul and all that. 
the Battle of the Trenches. Von Miller, right, when he single-handedly took over that game against Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. The Trenches win it. So that's, that's what I'm saying. You could go this and that. We have DJ Moore, right? Darnell Mooney's an option as well. Maybe they could potentially get another free agent. Maybe they can get a guy in, in the potential second round or third round that could be an option. But you have to win the Battle of the Trenches. Like, every team that's successful, they usually have good trenches. So those first two picks got to be offensive defense alignment for me, especially one of them's got to be a dominant three technique or pass rusher, because look at the pass rush, right? It's evident. That's why the defense has struggled. You need the big fellas up front, especially in this Tampa two. You need your three technique. All right, Carm putting you on the spot here. Well, Greg and, and, and Woot, as much as I respect my Woot and, uh, Appreciate everything he does. And by the way, huge win for the Cats over Howard. Three and three, baby. <laughs> Pride of the Cat is alive don't, this year. Don't grease him up. Answer the question. Just you just slow down there, Biggs. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. If they get the number one overall pick, I guarantee you they take Caleb Williams, even if it is the Panthers pick. I would bet... I'll put whatever you want to put on it, Woot. Now, should they or should they not? Have you heard how people talk about Caleb Williams? This is the consensus number one first quarterback since Andrew Luck. When he was 17, he was already on a path to being one of the all-time greats. You are not – there is no way if they end up getting that number one pick that Justin survives. I will be shocked. Unless – unless – he continues to play like he's playing right now. If so, he so does, thing, so if he does, quick, you, so you don't think he's going to play like this the rest? No, of the he's playing. He's playing insane. I mean, this is like he's playing right. In, his last two games are a Patrick Mahomes level: eight touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I mean, he, he is the dude is on fire right now. I'm not saying. Listen, I I I said earlier today. I'll say it again. I think that Justin can. You can absolutely win with him. I think he's a, a, a top 15, top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Uh, and, and I got no problem with the Bears extending outfields. I don't worry about like what's going on in New York with the Giants. But, I, but if you're telling me that they have the number one pick, they can reset the quarterback clock, get a guy who is considered to be generational, you, you have to do it. They, they would have to trade fields and get the best deal that they, they can do and, and take that quarterback and use the other pick that, you know, depending on where that is, top 10, and, and add to the trenches. I I don't – All right, time out, Carm, because yeah. you said Justin Fields can be a top 15, top 10 quarterback <laughs> in this league. Yeah. And to me, that's a huge transition. Not to say you weren't out on fields ever. But that's a huge transition from how I've felt you've perceived him. Now you're vaulting him into top ten potential. So, uh, so, so, Carl, yeah, go, if, go if, ahead, if, go ahead. If, 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 so, so, right, Justin Herbert. Um, it, it, Burrow, it, by, by the way, but, but, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. They're, no, they're no, no, Carm, I, I need, I need to know because I need to know, Carm. You got him in top ten potential category. I, I got, I got, I got Look at he's terrified question, right? that I put him on so the spot. So, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, top ten, right? 
Yes. J- yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So, so if you had them on their franchise, would you? No, no, no. But I, I see. I, I look at, I look at Herbert and Burrow as top five guys. Woot. Those are top five. Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow is an MVP candidate. Just, Justin okay. Herbert is, is, if he wasn't playing on the Chargers, I, I'm. You tell him, uh, Bears fans. I, I got it. Like Jay Sanders, Hendrick. Kate, Hill, if you, yeah. if, if you asked all of them, would you trade Justin Fields for Justin Herbert right now? They'd probably say no. And I would say you are smoking what what Braggs was smoking in high school. So I mean, I, I think we got to live in some level what, of reality. Well, I can ask you one thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Do Do you feel even the past two weeks, Justin Fields, the way he's played, I feel like he hasn't even fully reached his potential. He missed some throws. That, and that, things like so. So that's what I'm trying to say is a guy like Justin Herbert. I feel like he's he's got to his potential, right? Joe Burrow has, right? He's still going to improve a little bit. But I feel like Justin Fields hasn't even scratched the surface of what uh, listen, he can do, and look what he did the, the past two weeks. Oh, oh and I, I, I th- which is why I'm saying he can get to top fifteen, top ten. There's, you know, you t- that that to me that's touching his potential. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he can get all the way to top five. But I, listen, I, 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 I hate, I hate the position that this podcast puts me in all the time. Because look, you're the bad guy. Oh uh, no, 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 I, no! You were. I heard. I watched the show earlier while you were pinning oh. me against Montgomery. So don't you play the tricks too? That that that's fine. I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> I, 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 and there's no tricks. There's no tricks. I am. Uh, first of all, Justin as somebody that I would bet on to get the most out of his abilities, 100%. This dude is a worker. This guy is not going to get sidelines by stuff off the, off the field. I I trust that he's going to get every ounce of his ability. I don't, I don't think he's been coached up. Well, I don't think he's had a ton of talent around him. I think he has been climbing uphill for the majority of his career. I hate it when bears fans turned on him earlier in the year. And I implore them to not boo this guy because this is not the guy to be booed at at the time when it was an Owen three start. But you're talking about, like, Bears, you, we have to have some level of perspective here. If Peyton Manning was coming into the draft and he was the number one overall pick, are you taking Peyton Manning or are you going to stick with Fields? So, so can, can I tell you this? The yeah. thing is, any college player, even a for-sure thing, is not a for-sure thing. I, I got right? it. I so, got it. So that, that's my only thing is I'd rather have a guy, if Justin Fields continues this trend and plays the season well, I'm not looking at Caleb. You, you can't expect – them to draft another quarterback and just expect, you know, it's going to be a different result. You have to build around the team, and they haven't done that. So Poles, being the, being the genius that he is, he really hasn't built the team like he needs to, right? We're getting there offensively, but still, right? Braxton Jones, we're kind of iffy on if he's the uh, left tackle of the future. Would you not agree uh, with that? Uh, I would. I would. Defensive, defensive line. Defensive line, right? It's it's not up to par at all, right? For, no, no, no. Top contending team. So how can you expect to compete in this league without either of those? Uh, again, I agree. You listen, which is uh, aside from anything else, that's Poles' biggest problem to this point. He has built the team from the outside in. His first pick, Kyler Gordon. That's fine, whatever. But it's not what they that you you're, you're picking a, an undersized corner, slot corner, when you need help up front. Yeah. Now. He now I'm get I get it why he did it at the time. This is maybe the second or third best corner on his board versus there was a huge run on offensive linemen. So now you're taking the seventh, eighth, ninth offensive lineman. And okay, maybe I can get lucky with guys that I like later who I think can be good, a la Braxton Jones, a la Jatiri Carter, and he's pulled that off. But in S but what he's done 
is he's he, he trade look at the Claypool trade instead of trading that pick for somebody who could help you on the inside to help out the team he traded it for Chase Claypool so he they have not done a good enough job building from the inside out which is why they're still sitting here at one and four I agree with you but again you're talking about a guy and, and that, that is considered a generational talent who's going to be at the top of the draft that you will not you, to get that number one pick you would have to give up mountains and then some to get there and I don't think the Bears are going to be in that position by the way I think they're going to win football games and I think that Carolina if you look at their schedule after they play Miami this weekend they come out of the bye they got a lot of winnable games including when they play the Bears, by the way. That's a huge game for so many reasons, for the Bears, A, to get a win, and for B, to keep Carolina down. But if you're telling me they have that number one pick and what I think they'll do, my guess is that they're going to tra- they're gonna draft a quarterback, I, I, and, I, I, and I would understand it. Hey, I respect that you're standing on it, even to the chagrin of some of the people in the chat. And for anyone complaining about this you know, conversation being nauseating, which I can understand because we all just want to enjoy the rest of the spe- season, especially with how the last two games have played out at the end of the day, as it stands right now, the bears have the number one and number two pick. So it is a relevant conversation, whether fields does good the rest of the year, or if he does, if he doesn't play up to the standards of he has the last two, weeks. if he doesn't play up to the standards of the last two weeks, and it's a foregone conclusion to me, the conversation is if he plays like he has the last two weeks, the rest of the year, now we've got this, this whole conundrum on our hands where I lean a little more towards Corey that I think they'll re-sign him but I respect that Mark I do feel that way because at that point he's proven himself enough now Mark the question was which you did not answer you predicted what you think will happen but what I asked you and Corey was is there any threshold yeah of course of course there's of course of course he continues to play like this He's he not only is their quarterback of the future, he's going to get a F ton of money. I'll be, I don't know why I'm bears after dark. I'll, I won't even say, you know, and he'll deserve it. Yeah. And no, no, that's right. I got to see a little bit more. I got to see him do it against a team. That's fair. The, and that's the, fair. The, can I ask you one quick, can I ask you guys one question, right? Yes. Jalen hurts. Is he a top five quarterback? Damn. Uh, um, I, I'm asking. Yes. Well, he's, he, he's, I'd say top I, I I'd have to pull it. Pull top, I, top 10 is easier to say than top five without really thinking okay. about was it. Was he an MVP? Is he an MVP yes. caliber talent? Yes. Okay. Sure. Would you, would you guys not agree that Justin Fields is more talented than him? Yes I, no? I've been saying that since last year, Her, since they yeah, went head to head. That was well, the first, um, that was the first observation I'm, I made I'm when Bears asking. and Eagles face off so, last year. So well, we've well, seen the past two weeks, right? What we've seen from, from Justin Fields playing well, right? And really hasn't even played to his full potential. Do you not think he's more talented when he plays well than, than Jalen Hurts? For me, Jalen Hurts is just a much more accurate thrower of the football. Okay, that's the difference for me. Mm-hmm. And so, so, yeah, my my point being like this, right? If you think Jalen Hurts, right, because his stats don't woo and wow you, right? He's very accurate. He he manages the game a lot of times. He doesn't turn the football over. He makes plays when you need to. But I would say that Justin Fields has a lot more big play. Uh, potential and capability and has shown that the past two weeks than Jalen Hurts does. So I, I honestly think if Justin Fields gets to his full potential, which I think he can, and if, if Getsy continues this game plan and he gets confident, I, I honestly, I honestly think he could be a top five. Quarterback. Right, well, but then, really but then let me flip this on you Wooten, and ask you this. Yeah. this is, I think this is a great conversation and people that hate it, whatever, go find somewhere else. 
to me. Don't go anywhere. You, don't go anywhere. You. But I, I honestly, I think it's a fascinating conversation, even if we're skipping ahead too far ahead. Okay, but hold on. Okay, I, so no, hold on, hold on. I want to ask with these two questions. When they questioned Jalen Hurts before last year, before he proved he was an MVP candidate, if the Eagles had the number one pick and Caleb Williams was the quarterback coming out, who would be their quarterback right now? Well, I think I think it's a different situation because I, I think Justin Fields sh showed more before, like the Jalen Hurts, like two years ago. Okay, I think he showed more uh, than Hurts had. Okay, exactly. I see what you're saying. Yep. That year, not last year, but right year before that. Because the same thing applies for last year. The Bears' number one pick, if Caleb Williams was the quarterback coming out, who would be their quarterback right now? It'd be Caleb Williams, right? If if Caleb had came out last year and they had the number one pick. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I I believe so. Yeah. All right, well, let's just do this exercise for me, all right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Fields? <laughs> Pat Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Okay, all right. Brock Purdy or Fields? Fields. Brock Purdy's throw. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you about Brock Purdy, right? I, I okay. Think, I think so. Let me let me just break down Brock Purdy real quick before real quick. So okay. Brock Purdy is is a very confident quarterback. He's he's very well in that system. Kyle Shanahan is game planning. For him, he is okay. That's fine. The dude's got a seventy-two percent completion percentage. He's thrown nine touchdowns, hasn't thrown a pick. He's got a quarterback rating of one hundred and twenty-three. But okay, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's similar. It's similar to the Patriots. Every quarterback that played for Bill Belichick when Tom Brady got hurt did well. Carm, it is a system. Okay, okay. I mean that. See, but that 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 part. Not Woot, Woot. How is Bill Belichick doing since 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 Tom Brady left? I'm hearing like fired Bill Belichick. Ten. Is it the quarterback? Is it the? It's the quarterback, you dicks! Like I, I, I was. I'm like. Okay, so so Matt, so Matt Castle was it. <laughs> no, he uh, was it exactly. When Matt Castle started, they went 11 and five, and they and, and did nothing exactly because but, they. But I'm because, saying he won 11 games. Winning 11 games in this league is a big thing. Yeah, but but but, but right. But but with Brady, they go they go 16 and 0. They it was it's come on. Hold on. Uh, here, hold on. Well, I'll, let me make it easier. I, 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 I shouldn't have gone to Purdy. All right, let, let me. Okay. So, so you'll, you get, you'll, okay. No argument on Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. He's proven himself more. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, let, let's keep going here. Where are you going with this? I'm, I'm, I'm naming. So, so you're, ta you're talking about proven quarterbacks, and that's I'm talking I'm about. Saying. I'm, I'm saying right now they're on the market. You get Fields, or you can have whoever okay, I'm naming. All, all, all I'm trying to say, Carm, is, is like this, right? If, if I yeah. had the opportunity between Justin Fields, if he continues to play like he is, and Caleb Williams, I would pick Justin Fields. I would. Okay. Right. So, okay. so to put a bow on this 45-minute Fields topic, which I love. Quarterback rating, show. Justin Fields right now, 95.4. I'll be right back. Jalen, no, you got to stay right here. Where are you going, chicken man? Oh, my God, this guy. Can't even prove him wrong. Justin, Justin Fields, quarterback rating of 95.4. Jalen Hurts, 91.4. And Patrick Mahomes at a 96. So Fields and Mahomes neck and neck. Uh, for passing touchdowns, Justin Fields has 11 right now. Patrick Mahomes has 10. Jalen Hurts only has six because half of his touchdowns are on the tush push. Uh, passing yards, Justin Fields, 1,143, top five in the league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 1,287. So just a 100 yards or so above Justin Fields. Uh, Jalen Hurts has 
about 20 yards less than Justin Fields at this moment. Um, Justin Fields also has about 140, 100, 100 yards or so more than Joe Burrow. So if you look at the rankings right now, which is crazy because these last two games have just been insane, but he's vaulted himself into the category of the quarterbacks that Mark Carmen is trying to put him up against, which is a great sign. So we're going to put a bow on this and then we're going to move on to a quick final discussion. Then we're going to wrap things up for tonight. But I enjoy the hypothetical conversations, even if some fans can't stand them. And that's why I snuck it in here on CHGO Bears After Dark. And uh, CHGO Bears After Dark, our proud sponsors over here at DraftKings, want to give them a shout out. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. There it is. There's that DraftKings mouthful that Mark refused to read for me, but I did it. I did it well there. I made Mark proud as he's stuffing his face with chicken or whatever. He I mean, what a performance by me tonight. The vegetables were amazing. That 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 leg was outstanding. And I love all y'all in the chat. Yeah, people uh, are asking in the chat, what's up with the jersey? So this is jersey night. And uh Mark Kazek, why is everyone wearing Bulls jerseys? Well, Mark and I are wearing Bulls jerseys because we're true Bulls fans. And then we got Woot over here. Chris rock- Weber, baby. See Webb. Rocking a Chris Weber Sacramento Kings jersey. Yep. What's up with that, Woot? I wear only old school. I got Patrick Ewing. I got. Uh, yeah, but Larry like, why Johnson. wouldn't you wear like Jason Williams from the Kings? What's wrong with C. Webb? Uh, C. Webb, like, like, like Mark just did the timeout. He didn't. No, know there was no, 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 no. Don't dog C. Webb. C. Webb. I just was did. A, I just well, did. I, yeah. Well, don't do it, because, because that Kings game, that he Kings wouldn't team even was show up for the Fab Five documentary. Because he, he had a be- certain type of way about that timeout. Man. Well, he can't get in your feelings, he, man. He, he, he had, he had beef. He had beef. Which, by the way, I was in college when C. Webb was at Michigan. Iowa Hawkeyes were. Uh, ranked eighth in the country uh tragically chris street passed away in a in a uh car accident with a um snow plow and we played them first time we play michigan i'm like rebound balls in a huge scrum people are fighting for it and out of nowhere c webb grabs it snatches it and just 
and I was like, who the who that? And that, that was my that was my introduction to C Web. I love that Kings team. They got screwed by the referees. Should have been the Lakers. Did. And uh, I, res- I respect C Web. Yeah. Anyway, o- only wear the old school jerseys. Larry Johnson, Patrick Ewing. Oh, uh, Grandma Ma. Dennis, I was a Grandma Ma. Rodman, guy. Pistons. Uh, Dennis Rodman Pistons. So wait, you were a hater on the Bulls. Is that what you're telling us? No, I've always liked Dennis Rodman, but I'm saying a lot of people don't know the true Dennis Rodman. It, it, before if you the were, tattoos, before all that stuff. Come that's on. exactly right. That's exactly right. If you're a true it's hooper, humble. you he was it, he was humble. He yeah. was he didn't talk. Braggs, you didn't know nothing about it. He's like, oh, did his Rodman play for them? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and and by the way, he was a piston. He threw Scotty into the into the into the back support, um, in the basket support. The all all Bulls fans who love him and like don't even know who Horace Grant is, you all should be fired into the sun. Anyway, go ahead, Braggs. What do we got next on the program? Man, why is my mimic voice such a soft ass? I love Dennis Rodman. Be, be, I'm a Bulls because, fan. Because, okay, because you're you, don't, in... you don't lay bricks anymore, so you're. Oh, you're just I'm corporate. I'm corporate. I see what it is. <laughs> all right, you're well, in... let's let's just wrap this up quickly on the back end. Just talking a, a little bit about the defense since we spent the entire show talking about Justin Fields, Ooh. which is fine. I like talking about Justin. Woot, where did the blitzing come from? Come on, Flus. I see you, Flus. I know. That's what we've been talking about, Braggs. Like, the, the blitzing, finally. Like, bringing Sanborn, bringing some of these other guys. So you got talented linebackers, and you're struggling to generate pressure. You, you have to bring the blitz. And then we, we saw a couple guys get home. So we saw four sacks in a game. It was like Christmas out there, right? And at times, the quarterback is still holding the ball. Sam Howell had all day at times, right? So we still need to get more pressure. But I think to hold them to 20 points – I think just builds a little more confidence defensively and flu's finally starting to bring pressure. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're a year away from really revamping this defensive line, but for what we have right now, got to bring the blitz. You got to help the secondary because they're having to play off because there's no pressure. He got creative how he did it too. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me send Greg Stroman out of nowhere. I mean, flu's come on, baby. You 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 you're you're you're, you're turning me on, Flus. I I, I didn't th- I didn't think he had it in him, Woot. Dude, how, how, how many uh, drinks or what do you what do you call them? Did you I'm have cockies? Knocking, knocking down a spin drift cocky tonight, straight. Oh Where's my your gosh? <laughs> spin drift cocky, this... Corey. Where's your koozie? Where's your cockies oh koozie? Mark, on, go I'll get, get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. Go get hey, your cockies koozie. Carm went last in prison. Carm, He'd be like, Carm, you, guys want, you guys want a cocky? A, a, like, yeah, a, spi- a spin drift. <laughs> a spin drift cocky. That's oh, even. Man. That's even wild. Boy, they, they 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 play tennis with Carm. Boy, I tell you. <laughs> 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 oh my god i've oh lost my baby. train of thought he, he, did, he didn't even hear it anyway so we can, <laughs> no well, he I, doesn't. Know I missed it what was it we're just making fun of you and how no, you'd never we, you like you 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 wouldn't last a day in prison or you'd fit right in i don't know okay yeah. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be telling stories about you know drinking and he'd say that and they'd be like oh cocky huh oh yeah <laughs> He'd be like, hold my pocket, Carm. (laughs) I only drink cockies with CHGO. Shout out to uh, Idaho and April, who showed up at the tailgate, made these koozies for everybody. Right here. That's right. And it's correct. I only drink cockies with CHGO. Corey, did you ever think think in your life you'd be working with me and Carm? Did you? Did you? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, here you it's, are. It's, 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 been, it's been a fun ride. I tell you, <laughs> you know, it, it makes things interesting. And totally yeah, well, totally I, I always say I appreciate Mark because having him next to me, he makes me look normal. So I, I need him right next to me. Uh, yeah, cause okay. if not, then everyone would know I'm crazy. Uh, all right. So it looks like Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and maybe even Kyler Gordon return here on Sunday against the Vikings. My final question to both of you guys right now, it says that Minnesota is favored to They're getting two and a half points. So to me, I am a little surprised by this. Both teams are one and four it's at Chicago it yep. feels like the bears have a little more momentum than Minnesota does. So Minnesota's favored by this game just by reputation and you know who they've been alone. Do did you, you see the, did you see the bears play the chiefs? I did. <laughs> did you see Minnesota play the chiefs? Uh, no, I actually didn't. Okay. Well, one of the teams was in the game and had a chance to win. And the other one got completely demolished. All right, I so think you, that's, I, you agree with the line. Woo. I'm not I'm not saying I'm just telling you that's why the line is where it's at. Yeah, yes, I, I do. No, I, 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 agree I get with, it. I agree with Carm. I think this is this is a winnable game, though, for, for the Bears. I, I really do. I think they've played Kirk Cousins pretty well in, in years of late. Like, I know they've struggled with pressure. Um, but Justin Jefferson, right, it looks like he might. That's he, a huge piece. Right? He, it's, a, it's up in the air right now, right? Right, he Looks, tweaked the I, hamstring. It it didn't look super serious to me, so I'm gonna. He hasn't missed a game. He's played 53 straight since coming in the league. I'm gonna bet that somehow, some way. Ian Ian Rappaport reported earlier per Gary Ross per Ian Rappaport, Justin <laughs> Jefferson is a long shot to play Week Six against the Bears. That, I mean, you you can't you can't underestimate how big of a development that is. Yep, exactly. Especially with their record finally getting a finally you know getting a win on the board a couple weeks ago. This is a crucial game for, for the Vikings, you know, it really is. So if they can, they go two wins at this point and start sacking some wins, who knows what could happen. So um, I think it'd be huge if Justin Jefferson's not there because he's arguably the best receiver to come out in, in, in a while. So um, bears are going to have their hands full. And then on the other side of the ball, Daniel Hunter, didn't he have three sacks last week? Yep. Yeah, he's he, he seems back the past two years. He's missed a lot of games, but he seems back and, and ready to go. He's he's back in form. So that's going to be an interesting matchup when he, when he goes against Borum, or, you know, or, or right on, on the right side. So uh, I'm going to look at that matchup all day because I think they're going to try to exploit them with some games and things of that nature with Hunter and company. Well, it, you know, it also seems like. You know, you talk about Daniil Hunter, you know, finding his rhythm, but it seems like this offensive line is finding their rhythm on the Bears side of things. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that matchup because we thought Washington's defensive line was going to give the Bears O-line hell, and they really created a nice pocket, and they have for the last two weeks. I've been really encouraged. We talked about this on the postgame show, Corey. I've been really encouraged by Jamarcus Webb, who I've never been the biggest fan of, Tevin Jenkins coming back into the fold, doing what he does, and that's play good offensive line play when he's healthy. Nate Davis looks like he's rounding into who we paid him for. Um, you know, and now with that first round pick that you were so high on, Darnell Wright getting five games under his belt. You know, it just seems like they're really starting to find themselves there. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, we are getting a little bit of feedback noise, so I apologize. I don't really know what it's coming from. So we're just going to wrap things up. You got anything else, Corey, before we wrap things up? No, I don't know what I, the hell I, is going I was just going to say the impact of Tevin Jenkins being there, especially on Larry, Larry Borum's side. Um, 
He was a force in there, especially in the run game and the passing game. I think people sleep on the importance of, of, a, of a really good guard in, in helping out a, a left tackle. You know, and Larry Borum, a guy that's kind of struggled before Jenkins came in. And look at this past week. They had arguably the, one of the best defensive line tandems that we've seen, especially at defensive end, Sweat and Chase Young. I mean, they're a talented bunch, and they held up pretty well against them. I know Sweat early on got some pressure, um, got a sack, but for the most part, they did pretty well against this talented defensive line. So having Tevin, Tevin back and then uh, Nate Davis playing a lot better than, than we had seen, um, it's, it's definitely starting to shape up. And hopefully uh, when Braxton Jones gets healthy, um, they'll be able to come together and, and be the uh, offensive line that, that we thought they could be coming into the season. Absolutely. Um, so I think I found the root of the problem. It is Woot's mic. So we're going to blame Woot. What? And that, that's your mic. What? It's not my I, mic. It is your mic. Don't be in denial. And if you're not in denial, come out to the CHGO tailgate. You're good, Corey. Don't kick my ass, all right? Jeez Louise with them big pipes, all right? The official CHGO tailgate. Come to the corner of Wabash and Cermak. Hit up allchgo.com and hit the events tab. October 15th here coming up this Sunday against Minnesota. Bears getting back on track. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you hit. And if you become a diehard, you get a discount on that event. Free shirt right out the gate. Get discounts on shirts. All upcoming uh, future purchases on shirts. Got a lot of cool designs out there. And like I said, if you come out to these tailgates, they're as good as they get. Uh, Mark was there last week. We really put on a fun show for everybody. And it's a lot of fun to meet all these different fans from Ireland and all across the country. Idaho, like Mark said earlier. All you can drink Goose Island. All you can eat firewater, barbecue, really good eats, really good times, throw some bags, have some fun. Uh, so that's kind of the scene there. So make sure you go to allchgo.com, hit the events tab, and order your tickets now. That wraps things up here tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, uh, indulging me. I, I kind of gaslit you guys on this whole Justin Fields, Caleb Williams thing. So I apologize. Never coming back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Offensive defensive lines, man. That's how you, that's how you, that's how you win. Championship. All right. So Carm's got Caleb Williams. Woot's sticking with uh, Justin and, and drafting a three technique. And I'm drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. All right. It's early in the game. You're, we you're all, welcome. Listen, we, we know that your football analysis is top-notch. I mean, you had Chase Claypool dominating training camp, and you love the See how that works, Corey. When you're in control, <laughs> when you're in control, Corey, you can kick people out. So that's what I just did. That wraps things up for tonight. You got anything else, Corey? Yeah, I was going to say, um, can you do a, a couple more curls? Because those arms are looking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll get him out of here. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. Bear down. Silly like the mayor.